Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Dais, a podcast about the stories taking place in and around El Paso County, Colorado. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and my guest today is Beth Rolstad, Executive Director of Homeward Pikes Peak. How are you doing today, Beth? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Scott. Great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, so today we'll be talking about some of the programs associated with Homeward Pikes Peak and how they're putting American Rescue Plan Act grant funds to good use in the community. Uh, but first, if you're interested in more stories about ARPA funding throughout El Paso County or hearing from county leadership about local government priorities and how they operate, you can find additional episodes of this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, can you share a bit of background about Homeward Pikes Peak? Uh, how long have you guys been in El Paso County, and what is your main mission? Sure. Thank you, Scott. Homeward Pikes Peak began delivering services in El Paso County about 20 years ago. In fact, we just celebrated our anniversary. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. We started as a convening and advocacy organization to address homelessness in Southern Colorado. We were initiated from a grant from El Pamar Foundation, and then uh, the Pikes Peak United Way gave us our first start we then moved into delivering direct services after bringing communities together to discuss what kind of solutions there are. So we started with providing housing through HUD funding, the Housing and Urban Development at the federal level started funding vouchers to help us place individuals experiencing long-term homelessness into apartments, and we provide case management and supportive services. From that, we grew and grew. We started an outpatient treatment clinic, sober living homes, street outreach programs, and soon to be the opening of the Bloom House, which is why we received ARPA funding from El Paso County. Fantastic. Bring it all back around. Uh, so before we get to that, approximately how many people do you serve here at Homeward Pikes Peak and what communities do you serve? Great question. We serve right now about a thousand individuals and families a year through the variety of programs I mentioned, through street outreach, transitional housing, permanent supportive housing, and outpatient clinical services for those with addictions. So our mission really combines um, providing recovery support and housing services to help stabilize fragile um, and fi financially fragile families. And um, we mostly work with adults, though if they come with families and children, we serve them. But we focus our programs for people over 21 years old. Very good. And can you talk about how important it is for you guys here to be considered a pillar within the community, someone, uh, an organization that people can come to in their time of need? Sure. I think some, for some organizations, we are top of mind when they think of who is providing housing for people exiting homelessness. We are one step above the emergency shelter system in our community. We've received referrals from our emergency shelter partners, such as the Springs Rescue Mission or the Salvation Army. And we receive referrals from other groups like Westside Cares or e, um, Tri-Lakes Cares or Catholic Charities. They know that we provide housing through these rental assistance vouchers, and we help move people into, homeless, into housing very quickly from homelessness. Uh, it takes about 90 days when we get that referral and we match them with the resources we have, and then we provide that support. So it's not just, here you go, here's a key, goodbye. Our case managers are going by weekly and sometimes monthly to check on people and to provide them support. We help them build up tools to be successful when they're housed independently. Great. And you mentioned a couple of those other nonprofit organizations here in town. Uh, how has working with those organizations in the area benefited the programs that you're working on? And just how valuable is it to have that relationship in the first place? Collaboration is key to our success because we can't do everything. 
uh, we are not the, a one-stop shop. You know, we are a housing provider who also does outpatient treatment services, but we rely on partners like Care and Share to fund food for our clients who are a, um, a food insecurity and we need them to be able to go to food pantries. Uh, we partner with Peak Vista because our clients need a Medicaid doctor, and so they might get that service from Peak Vista. Uh, Catholic Charities provides a lot of valuable wraparound service for families, so that's critical. The emergency shelter system is critical because they triage people who are experiencing homelessness, and they help connect those individuals to our programs. It's just awesome because I feel like every week when I go to and, and speak with another organization, uh, they mention an organization that I've already spoken with before in the past. I mean, I've been doing this for about three, just over three months now. And just, you know, mentioning Care and Share, mentioning Springs Rescue Mission, uh, Catholic Charities, you know, these are organizations I've all spoken to before. And, you know, they say the same thing. It's all about uh, collaborating with other organizations in the area. And without having that cooperation with everyone else, no one's able to really accomplish their mission. That's so true. And I think it's really important for our larger community to understand that, that individuals of very low income who have these multiple barriers require a lot of assistance. And if we step back and evaluate our own lives, those of us who are employed and who live um, stably, we also have a network of support that we, we may not name and recognize that are critical to our success. You know, our schools and our child care providers and our <laughs> doctors and our best friends who will help us. Right. We have that safety net and we actually work with our clients to develop a stable safety net as well. So I wanted to get into uh, the ARPA side of things. Uh, so after submitting your grant request to the county, which every organization did uh, that received a grant, Homeward Pikes Peak was awarded $150,000 of that ARPA funding. Uh, can you talk to us about what the money is going to fund, has gone to fund, and what that uh, what those programs are going to look like? Sure. So we were able to purchase two Victorian houses, downtown Colorado Springs, actually from El Paso County. They were the former Center on Fathering and the Supervised Visits uh, building. And we turned those into a residential treatment center for pregnant and parenting women. We call this the Bloom House. And the funding we received from the county went to remodeling these 100-year-old homes into the future housing and treatment program that it is today. The, um, the homes are gorgeous. They are well um, positioned in the community, in the heart of the community. We have um, a community garden across the street. We have a playground that was left behind from El Paso County. And I'm thrilled that when we are working with a highly vulnerable mother who has an addiction, who is either pregnant or has a newborn, that she will be able to live at the Bloom House for approximately 90 days have high-quality substance abuse treatment, live among other women, and build a support network there, receive critical case management, and then a connection to services after she leaves. And that's a really important point, is that we're going to make sure that when the woman exits, that she has a new stable housing plan, either with one of our community partners or independently reuniting with her family and that she has a treatment plan that she can follow and that we will maintain contact with her so that she is successful. You mentioned the location of, of those buildings. How important is it for uh, those buildings to be centrally located in downtown Colorado Springs? It's very important for me that we built it a house, a home for our members who we will serve. 
And so its proximity to downtown is helpful because there are a lot of great services downtown. We're close to UC Health Memorial Hospital. We're close to partners um, at Peak Vista. We're close to daycare centers. We'll be partnering with the CPCD Early Head Start specifically to help our moms who have infants and toddlers. And being close to partners really helps us deliver programs more effectively and efficiently so that we can use our time wisely with clients. Also, being in a neighborhood setting helps our clients see that it's normal to have schedules and to live in a home and maintain a home and cook for your children and cook for your peers. So the more we can live in a home and um, provide that helps them um, visualize what it's going to be like for them to be successful. We really tried not to provide this service in a more institutional model. Like we could have attempted to purchase an old nursing home or a clinic setting, but we really didn't want that. We wanted a home to provide dignity, warmth, and community for our clients. Yeah, I really like that. To your point, I think the difference between, you know, spending time in a hospital versus spending time in a house it feels different, right? And you just get different vibes from it. Uh, you mentioned uh, some of those programs that are involved, that are involved uh, with the women while they're in this facility. Can you dig a little bit deeper into those and talk to us about how those programs are going to benefit those that are living there? Sure. So we will, at our house, provide um, individual counseling and then recovery groups for clients. And then we will bring in partners who might provide nutrition counseling or parenting classes. And then we will um, help connect our clients and provide transportation to their OBGYN or their um, pediatrician for their newborn. And then we will partner with CPCD because they will run some parenting classes that will um, really complement what we're doing already at the house. We've already been talking to some of the um, other service providers in the community who are brainstorming ways they might plug in with us. It's really exciting because really, you know, we're at this uh, point where we're just about to open and we're plugging in really interested partners who want to see fragile families succeed. Because let's face it, we are working with women who have had really challenging um, situations come up. They're at risk of having that infant or toddler removed from their care because they haven't been able to overcome an addiction. So this is a pivotal point for the woman and child, and we are hoping to really intervene and, and help them detour to a stable and healthy path for their family. That's fantastic. And I know the Bloom House isn't quite up and running yet. We're getting really close to that happening, which is very exciting for you guys, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, but I'm wondering if there's a personal story uh, from someone who's benefited from other services that you guys provide uh, that mm -hmm. you would be willing to share with us. Sure. I'm going to hold back this young lady's name, but I met a client who, had we been open, she would have been perfect for the Bloom House. She's currently in one of our sister programs called Project Detour. But when we met her, she had um, just given birth. She was living in her car with her boyfriend, and they both struggled with substances. So because we don't have any residential treatment options in this county, we accepted her into our sober living program, and we provided high-intensity outpatient treatment and support groups with her living at our sober living home with really um, strong case management services and overnight support as well. 
So this young lady has been in, living in our program since September, and I have seen so much growth in her. She's really making it. There are challenges still in her personal relationship with the father of her child, but I think we're going to get there. I wish that she had been able to live at the residential treatment center home because I think it would have um, improved some of the coordination of care. That was a little tricky with her living elsewhere and then having to transport her and she using buses and things like that. So she would have been a great client for us and I think it would have probably accelerated her pace of change and, and health But at the same time, she's doing great. I saw her last week, and she's even begun doing some volunteer work because she's stabilized that much. It's it's been a good change to see. Yeah, that's that's so good to hear. And I think telling those stories is awesome, and I think hearing about those stories is awesome. But for me, I think what's great about those stories is what it demonstrates to those who might be seeking those services from you guys. Mm-hmm. What what would your message be to someone who hears that story and might be in a similar situation and thinks, oh, no one can help me, no one cares, you know, things that I'm sure um, a lot of the, a lot of people in that situation think about all the time. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that person? Sure. So, you know, particularly around the Bloom House, what I'm going to say is that motherhood is hard. Motherhood is hard if you are a upper middle class woman and if you are a woman with very tight economic means. Motherhood is hard because you don't know how to take care of this little bean and you wish they come came with an instruction booklet. And motherhood is hard if you don't know how to pay the rent. Motherhood is hard if you have an addiction and you are trying desperately not to drink alcohol or use illicit drugs. And we are here for you. Uh, we are here to stand by and to provide support without judgment only with opportunities to help you take care of yourself. So I hope that if anyone's listening and they are that person who is struggling, that they would contact Homeward Pikes Peak and ask for our outpatient treatment program or to ask questions about the Bloom House. I also want everyone to know that if you are the loved one or you are a bystander, there is help and perhaps you know you want to contact us as well and, and we can give you some information so you can pass it on. And what would be the best way to contact you guys if people fall into that category? Yeah, the main phone number would be a great place to start, 719-473-5557. You could also um, find us on our website or through the social media you know, places like Facebook. Uh, we monitor all of our platforms, and if we get a, a message, we will respond within 24 hours. And we have a commitment if we get a phone call from a, a woman who needs help, we will get her um, screened and start a, a treatment program within 72 hours. Wonderful. And you've spoken about a, a few different programs uh, since we, while we've been talking. I'm wondering, are there any other programs that Homeward Pikes Peak offers uh, that you would feel is important for other listeners to know about? The other program that I'm really excited about that will be opening in the new year is our new apartment building, The Commons. So currently we have a 50-unit apartment building under construction that is set to wrap up in January, and we will have 50 new apartments opening in February that will house individuals, families, and veterans. We are now working with community partners to um, assess the individuals experiencing homelessness now and layering that with a who are the high utilizers of 
emergency resources in our community. So this is a really cool pilot. We've partnered with the state of Colorado. We're receiving grant funding to make sure we have the best uh, case management services available for individuals experiencing homelessness who are high utilizers of health care, and then we're targeting them to move into the commons. And we feel like this will greatly improve our community. We will decrease the number of people going to emergency rooms for a lot of reasons. But if we can provide stable housing and help them regulate with shelter, nutrition, and just self-care, then we will um, improve our community overall. So the Commons opens next year, and we're really excited about that. Oh, that, that is very exciting. Uh, so if there are people out there who want to give back, who, who heard this and really appreciate the message and the mission that you guys have, uh, how can they go about starting to help? Where, can, where should they go to look? Uh, how can they best help? We, uh, of course, have a website, so you can go there. We um, also really appreciate financial contributions so that we can um, fund our specific programs, but also they just go into our general operating support. But we also need um, in-kind contributions. So, for example, the new Bloom House, we would greatly benefit for donations of brand new baby blankets or a box of infant um newborn diapers, something like that. Um, if you are called to serve adults experiencing homelessness, we take gently used household items like that toaster oven or coffee pot that you're replacing around the holidays. You know, little things like that that can help someone who has nothing move into an apartment with something are great. And we make a list available on our website of those small household items that we collect. Wonderful. And then is there anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap things up today? No, I really appreciate the partnership of our whole and community. I know that homelessness um, is a tough issue. People have a lot of um, concern and, and some care, but also they have a lot of uh, misunderstandings around homelessness. And I hope that they can take the time to learn a little bit more about the organizations out there providing solutions and pause and reflect that about 70% of those experiencing homelessness have a severe mental illness co-occurring with a substance abuse. And a lot of that is self-medicating the pain from mental illness. So be kind, be patient, and then look for the helpers. Look for those organizations providing solutions and maybe tap into those. Well, thank you, Beth. I, I appreciate you taking the time today and for the work that you guys do here at Homeward Pikes Peak. Thank you, Scott. If you're interested in listening to additional episodes of Beyond the Dais, you can search for us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.